listening to the All in IT Radio. Join us as we talk about everything related to information technology and some other random stuff as well. We are Swedes and we talk tech. IT Radio is here once more to keep you company in the cold winter nights. We this week are from left to right. Who's on your right, may I ask? Exactly. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> Hi. My name is Robin. Right. Hello, Robin. Great to have you here again. It, it feels splendid to have professional persons like you around. Oh, thank and you. And on my other side, we have... Henrik, welcome! Gentle people, I've been here before, so you should know me by now. Yes, I do talk like that every time. <laughs> every day you wake up, you sound like that. I pity your family. Anyway, this episode, we will have a discussion in depth about some very interesting aspects of our everyday technology use. Robin, can you give us some clues to what we will talk about? We will talk about uh, cell phones and uh, a special one uh, that that is uh, hot in the in the news for the moment. Absolutely. And Henrik, can you mention something else we will talk about? And later on, I believe we will talk a bit about a slightly similar topic regarding if all devices should have the same user interface. Exciting. Is these subjects that you feel especially especially interested in? Oh, yes. Yeah, it or sounds... quite. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Sounds exciting. And Robin, you're somewhat of our resident mobile device expert. So it's good to have you aboard for this episode. You're the king. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, as I tried to say earlier, if you have me as an expert, you have a very low standard. <laughs> <laughs> well, this podcast, mind you, have a very low standard. So thank you. <laughs> I cannot argue with that. No. Mm. All right, should we get cracking? Yes, we should. Yeah. Let's roll. So what is the story of the day? Well, it's the Ubuntu phone. Ubuntu phone, yes. So the 2nd of January 2013, Mark Shuttleworth, the Which CEO... Second? Pardon? Which 2nd? 2nd of January. The 2nd of January. Or the whole day. Pardon? What do you mean? <laughs> you mean all the days in January or just one second in January? The second day of January, ah, the date, right. the second of you. January. Okay. Right. Mark Shuttleworth, whom we've mentioned before, he is the CEO of Canonical, a company which produces a Linux distribution, uh, an operating system known as Ubuntu. And he announced something very interesting. He came out and confirmed something which many had suspicions about a long time before, namely that Canonical will produce an operating system for mobile phones. 
So Ubuntu Phone OS will be released. And he showed some some alpha version of it. He he demonstrated the basic principles of the of the UI, the user interface. And I guess you've both seen both the screenshots and the movie clips of the new operating system. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Should I begin? <laughs> I thought Henrik just did. Well, I'm finished. <laughs> <laughs> but Henrik, honestly, is that all you have to say? I, I, I is think, it just I meh? I think it's a natural step in uh, in the development of Ubuntu. Because I mean, they have it uh, they have a desktop OS and they have it for uh, no, they don't have a tablet OS, or do they? No. Yes, they have, but they have. there's no... I, I believe they have, but they've not released any final version, and there is no ah, tablet right. which it runs on yet, but I think I've heard that they have one. Mm, right. Yeah, well, it's much easier and much more convenient for you as a user to have at least sort of the same OS on all of your devices that you use regularly. So, I mean, have a, have a mobile phone with Ubuntu, have a tablet with Ubuntu, have your desktop or laptop with Ubuntu. If you have all of the three gadgets, it usually is easier to sync them with each other and interact with them. I mean, if you have Windows Phone and Windows on your desktop or Mac. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. Robin, what do you say? Is this the right time to announce a new mobile phone OS? I think it is. I uh, agree with uh, Henrik on most parts. I really believe it's the right time for for it to to come <clears throat> out on the market. Uh, I th I think it's uh, time to end this um, duopoly that is um, iOS and Android for the moment because But that's why we have Windows Phone 8. Yeah. Woohoo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Of the day. <laughs> Some people do use it, and I think it's getting bigger, but uh, but it's still not the thing people want, I believe. And um, this is a completely new thing. Uh, well, it looks a little bit like Windows uh, Phone 8 or 7.5 or whatever it's called nowadays. <clears throat> but uh, I also think, well, th this this is... or might not be depending on Jolla uh, will, will be the, the first really open one and I look forward to it if, if, even if it seems to be a little bit yeah, laggy and it's a lot of things I don't like but sure it's just an alpha or a pre-beta or something like that so it might have a lot of time to they have a lot of time to work with it you mentioned Jolla, Robin. Would you just describe for the listeners what that is? Because I don't think we've mentioned that before. Well, maybe we don't. Have. I, I'm, I'm not completely sure. <clears throat> it, it's a Finnish company that broke out from uh, Nokia. Who, you know, Nokia made these uh, Migo phones, or at least one of <laughs> the N Nokia N9. And they then they stopped uh, making these phones because... I, b I believe it, it was because they got a Microsoft um, boss in uh, ELOP, right? And 
and then some people at uh, Nokia thought that it, that that they should continue that work, so they broke da- broke out from Nokia and started the the company Jolla. And uh, they have this what 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 they always called sailfish, sailfish. right? Yes, sailfish. So uh, they are proceeding with with this, and I am looking forward to it. It looks very very nice to me, and I think it's very good to have a, another competitor in Ubuntu. I'm not completely sure how good it will be, but um, yeah. And it's interesting that Jolla couldn't use the Migo Memo. UI because that was copyrighted by Nokia. Yes. Ah, okay. So, so they had to build their own user interface. It's the same basic principles, of course, since they were the ones who developed it from from the get-go. But it, it, it's a bit different. But it has been very pr- it has been praised by people seeing it that it is really good. Yeah, it looks it's intuitive. Really, really good, I think. Yeah, it does. And and one but, other thing that I, I I think it's a good advantage for them that uh, they say at least that they will use um, Android markets or what do you also call Google Play, <clears throat> so um, we, we will be able to use that. And uh, by that it, it comes a lot of apps, and uh, that's what people like. And uh, it must be a lot of apps for people to buy the products, even even if they don't want it or need it. But we've seen a lot of small new players emerge lately. We have Jolla, we have Tizen, we have Migo even, and we have WebOS a, a couple of years back, and nothing came of them. So we have this uh, two companies that really control the market. Aren't they dead on arrival? Most of them are, I think. But it, it, it's, it's hard. There are two or maybe three companies that rule the the, the market, but the only consti- consistent thing in the, in the industry is that change happens. So um, mm. maybe it's hard, but uh, I really hope. Do you believe in uh, Canonical? Do you think they have a chance? It depends. If they they need to have the the they really need the manufacturers uh, on their side. They really they cannot proceed and um, make a difference if they don't if not Samsung or LG or Nokia or some some other companies are ready to to promote it for them I believe well one interesting aspect that I've been thinking about regarding OS for mobile phones is in desktop OS history wise we have had at least three alternatives and the third one has been a lot of alternatives really. We have had Windows, Macintosh and Linux and with Linux Ubuntu, Kubuntu and all the other flavors. Uh, Ubuntu and Linux haven't really over the past 10-20 years had any official um, joint venture with a hardware manufacturer. It has been solely depending on the people download and install it themselves. And it's a very interesting thought regarding tablet and the mobile market. Perhaps not every mobile operating system system must uh, depend on being uh, shipped together with uh, hardware. But instead making it easier for the consumer to actually replace 
the OS themselves. Of course, then you have all these things with the guarantee and uh, voiding that and so on. But that's more or less the case. Routing your phone. Yeah, exactly. But that's more or less the case on any hardware today. Difference mm. with the phone is that you have well phone access. You call, you make calls with it and send uh, uh, SMS and such. But that was interesting because when Mar Mark Shuttleworth in this press event, when he mentioned the success of the last year, he mentioned a lot of hardware manufacturers that are cooperating with Canonical. And he mentioned Dell, which we know have had dealings with Canonical before, and they have the Sputnik project right now, which we talked about uh, Robin in the last episode. Are Dell doing anything in the mobile market currently for end consumer? Not no, I don't no. think so. They had one. What was that called? The Dell. Robin, you know this better than I. No, oh, I, I, I don't remember. I don't. It, it was a really large phone. It was almost a small tablet. Okay. The Dell. No, I don't remember. I don't remember the name. But but they have. Was but, it something like a BlackBerry or something? No, it wasn't. Well, Black BlackBerry are doing their own hardware. Yes, yeah. they do. Absolutely. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Right. Right. But anyway, uh, Mark, he, he mentioned that they have Dell aboard, they have Lenovo aboard, they have HP aboard, and a lot of a few other manufacturers. L LG, right? Also, yeah, that might be. Yeah. And, and, and I think this is crucial for them. Um, you told, you uh, said that before, Hendrik, that I'd, if, if, if I don't... Uh, um, Heard the heard the wrong thing, but uh, you don't really believe that they they need this um, these hardware manufacturers. Well, to... of course, well, of course, it's vital at least to 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 make it visible for end consumer. I mean, mm. why why do you think Windows have been in such a majority exactly. on desktop and laptop? Well, because that's what's what's pre-installed on most yeah, exactly. devices. So, well, that, that's the same for the mobile market. I mean, if you want uh, people to actually know, other than people who search for it actively on internet, if you want people to know that, hey, Ubuntu is available on mobile as well, then, well, you need to launch at least a few models. Exactly, and I, that's the, that the thing I wanted to, to say, because it's vital uh, that, that the manufacturers... Um, have products with uh, Ubuntu on because people in general don't know the the difference I, I believe so uh, if they see a couple of computers uh, many of them go by price uh, price points uh, and um, if they can comp if, if they can uh, squeeze the, the prices down or lower the prices uh, I, I, I think it can be popular and uh, it, they, they must be seen to, to be sold. And mobile phones isn't easy hardware to make universally usable operating systems for. So they solved this by using the Linux kernel. Of course, it's Ubuntu. It's a Linux distribution. But they use the version of the Linux kernel which Android uses. So in essence, they create a Android system without Java or Google's version of Java that they use in Android. So they have the kernel and they have all the drivers for all the manufacturers 
different architectures, different phone hardware from the get-go. They don't have to develop that themselves. This is quite smart, but, but it's still an ordinary Ubuntu installation. It's nothing different from if you install it on a laptop or a PC. But, of course, the interface is a bit different. It's that they work really hard with the edges, which is quite clever, I believe. I mean, if it's something that's really static on your phone, it's the edges. You always have them there. And Mego in the Nokia N9 worked hard with swiping from the different edges to get... Yeah, so far, what I've seen of the, the Ubuntu phone GUI, I think it's very similar to... Well, it, it seems like... Uh... A mixture of Jolla and Migo, or at least where they came from. And Windows Phone. Hmm. Yeah, perhaps. Well, that's the case with most uh, GUIs on mobile phones these days. I mean, they, they look very similar. And why do they look similar? Well, you use a uh, uh, smartphone in the similar ways. So mm-hmm. The use case is the same. Yeah, you're probably right. You have these uh, application uh, tiles and the usual thing. Most of them are, are 90% similar. It's the 10% under the hood that's interesting. I want to ask you to a question uh, because I don't use Linux that much. And um, if, I don't mis- if, if I'm not mistaken, this, this phone will have the same app um, store, more or less like the, the regular OS on the computers, right? And, and if, if it's so, how much apps do they have? Do you have any idea about that? Yeah, I watched earlier today, I watched a, a hangout with uh, the canonical community manager, John O'Bacon. And he answered some, a question similar to that. Because they are going to release Ubuntu Phone OS for both ARM and Intel-based hardware. That means that if... A program is in the Ubuntu Software Center, which their app store is called. And if it's compiled for Intel, which it probably is, because that's the standard on the desktop, it will work on the phone. But of course, LibreOffice or or some large program like that will probably work quite badly because it takes a lot of resources and the GUI isn't built for a, a small form factor like a phone. And uh, if it's if it's a program that is compiled for the ARM, it's usable on ARM architecture. So they have thought about this, and they've done it quite cleverly, I think. And th- that brings us to the development, because that was one of the reasons why they announced this so early, because it, it won't be out until next year, 2014. It's in alpha right now, but they want people to create apps for it, programs. And of course you can use HTML5, as always. That is the standard these days on mobile devices. They are finished with the standard now, right? The HTML5 standard is finished right now, isn't it? I mean, it's, it isn't just in development. No. Because it was in development for, for a very long time, and people s- still have been using it because it's no cons with doing that. But Like Minecraft. Minecraft. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Quite. Yeah, W3C, the organization that decides these things, 
nailed the HTML5 standard and said that they do not recommend it yet, but they will not change too much in it. Ah, right. So it will become the recommended standard during this year, probably. Mm. So it's more or less done, yes. And everyone uses it, so it's a good standard that way. But the other thing, if you want to create a native app, and that's always the thing, you can. there are three kinds of apps, three kinds of programs you can create on a mobile platform. And it's the web application, which is more, more or less an ordinary web page. It's HTML5, JavaScript, and such. You can use jQuery or, or other JavaScript libraries. And we have a hybrid app, which uses some libraries to be able to access accelerometer, GPS, camera, and such stuff. And in that category, we have tools like PhoneGap and, and other. And it's the native apps, which is created for the platform, compiled and installed. The native applications often are faster. Mm. But since Ubuntu is an ordinary Linux distribution, the default programming, programming language is C or C++. And no one wants to sit down and write an application in C or C++ for a mobile phone. It takes too long. So they implemented, and this is very interesting, QML. Cute. Mm. And this is very strange because GNOME, which is the desktop manager in Ubuntu, is based on GTK, not Qt. And it's very heavy in Python, not QML, which is the cute scripting language. They say it's a declarative language, but it's, it's part of the cute package. So um, QML is sort of like a, a, a mixed together combination of JavaScript and CSS in which you can create a user interface very quickly and create a program very quickly. It's quite nice. Qt quick, that's but called. But Qt have been used in various platforms, right? True. Already so far, because I have it in my uh, N900, Mamo, and I think Migo has it as well, and then I yep. think Yolla would have it as well. True. Uh, yeah. And Qt... Five was just released, and in Qt five was Qt for the Android platform. So Qt is available on Android, on all the others like Jolla and and uh, Migo and the, the older ones. It will be available on Ubuntu OS. There is a version under development for iOS, so it will be there as well. So the only platform, interestingly enough, that doesn't have Qt support right now is Windows Phone 8, <laughs> which is distributed by Nokia, who developed Qt. Funny that. Circle of life. <laughs> but there are, of course, versions under development for Windows Phone 8 as well, but it will probably take a while. So it's interesting that Canonical chose to go the cute route. It is a very good toolkit. They thought that Python wasn't really resource 
friendly enough. It, it, there were performance limitations when you run a lot of Python code. So Qt was a better choice. Which makes it easy to develop applications. Ubuntu Phone would be the easiest phone OS to develop applications for. And that is, we know, essential. It's very important that the programs are there. Exactly. And that's why you have to go to listen to Hacky Public Radio and listen about PyPy. Ah, right. There's an episode of Hacky Public Radio with a a few interviews about the acceleration software PyPy. It's interesting. Go and find it. Link in the show notes. But if you think about other operating systems that have been released, they all were... They had grand plans and a roadmap which stretched out far into the future. And they all died, more or less. So Canonical has been criticized just on that basis that they say, we have this great system, but it won't be available for another year. We know that this market, it changes overnight. We measure time in weeks, perhaps months, but never years. We don't know how the mobile market will be in a year. I mean, just a year ago, tablets wasn't a big thing. Mm, yeah. Well, it was a big thing in Tab- certain... Uh, one or two years ago, a tablet was the new thing, but then it was the big tablets, the 10-inch tablets. Right. And then, perhaps one year ago, the 7-inch tablets suddenly emerged. And so many changes quickly. And somehow today, in contrast with a year ago, everyone has a tablet. Before that, it was the rich people or the technocrats of the communities who who had a tablet. But today, it's every person. And it changes so quickly. I mean, just look at the smartphone market. When it emerged four, five years ago, 2007, I think. And the new thing about the cell phones, uh, they're getting larger. Have you noticed? Mm-hmm. Um, no. More and more like a tablet. Galaxy so can... 3 and Galaxy 4 and Galaxy 5 and soon you are up at iPad solution. I, I, even mm. the um, Apple products are getting larger. Even if uh, and Steve smaller, Jobs uh, hated to... They, he, he didn't want them to, to get any larger. But now they are beginning to. And smaller too. And he didn't want them to get any smaller. Yeah, exactly. The iPad you mean. For a long time, I didn't want to have an iPad mini, 7-inch. Exactly. But then they changed their mind after he died. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Conspiracy theory. Yeah, exactly. And the reason that Canonicals say that they an- made this announcement now, at least according to John O'Bacon, uh, as I referenced before, is that they are now at the point where they have begun talks with mobile phone manufacturers and mobile phone companies, those who sell phones, to get their operating systems out there in a year. And of course, as Jono said, they could, of course, do this behind locked doors and sign an NDA. You can't talk about this. We have it, but never mention it to anyone. But he says that's not how Canonical does things. We we want the community to be a part of the first Ubuntu phone when it reaches the market. So they want the SDK out there. They want, and the SDK that's the development 
uh, toolkit. That's, that's what you need to develop applications for the platform. So they want a thriving ecosystem right from the start when the first phones reaches the market. Do you think they will um, spread their phones out in the lower segment and the higher segment or do, do they want a big part of the market or do they just want to be in a, in, in a specific place? Cheap phones or high-end phones? What do you think? I think that Canonical will find hard to get their OS on any phone. Yeah, probably. I think it will be hard. I mean, and anyone else who's tried this, they they can create one phone or two, or there can be three phones on a market, but that's about it. Mm. Yeah. I look at the desktop environment. What do you mean? Well, we have had Windows for quite some time, and Macintosh as well. And that's what we've had. We have had Ubuntu, I think, on the... What was it called? The notebook mini laptop a few years ago. Asus. Oh, yes. Net netbooks. 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 What was it called? Asus. EPC or something. EPC. Yeah, EPC. Right. Uh, and that was shipped with Ubuntu, I think. Mm. Yes. True. Yes, it yeah. was. But that is one of the few desktop or laptop computers that have been shipped with Linux from start. In Sweden, anyway. Yeah, in Sweden. But, yeah. Because Dell never, if as far as I know, never come. They never made it to Sweden with their Linux products, right? Uh, their Linux operating system on no. their phone, on, no, on their no. computers. I mean, on the on the laptops. Yeah, sure. Uh, Dell had systems available in the US of A, but you had to search for them, and then they dropped them, and that was I don't know, two, three years ago, two years ago perhaps, and now the new the new developer laptop, which is quite a high-end machine and very expensive, but they sort of tout the horn a bit more. They tell people about it. So they dare to try again. We might actually see something here, even if it's a small start. It might change things. And you might have a point there, Henrik, that if Canonical manages to get their operating system on more PCs, if it's seen as... I mean, if it's not... It, it will never be... I shouldn't say never, but it won't be in a year 50% of the market. It won't be 20%. It won't be 10%. It, it, it probably won't even be 1% of sold PCs. But if it's still some sort of percentage unit, if it's 0.5% of the market, if people get some form of recognition connected to Ubuntu, they have won a, a lot regarding their phone solution, and vice versa. Yeah, because that's what it's all about, really. Recognition, public relations, mm. that you're, that people, ordinary people, my mom and dad, actually see Ubuntu as an alternative mm. to Macintosh and Windows. Today, you mostly get Ubuntu on your laptop by downloading it. And that is what my parents or grandparents would call hacking. <laughs> so, I mean, exactly. if, if it's not on the computer when you buy it, it's not real. It's not, it's not, it's not the best thing. It's, it's not, not a not... premium product. No, exactly. No. So, I mean, to get out of the ordinary man, you need to be 
you need to have the hardware manufacturers with you from the start. Yeah. And to be able to do that, you need to have money, I guess. You, mm. you need to have the manufacturers of the to. You need Dell, you need LG and Samsung to promote your your system. Yeah. Otherwise, it and won't work. Exactly. Mm. And to have money, you need to be Mark Shuttleworth. Mm. So yeah. And that's the thing. Mark Shuttleworth is behind this. Mm. I spoke with a mutual friend of ours, you won yesterday, mm-hmm. and he said that it's quite impressive, actually, that we have two larger companies that can live solely on Linux distributions. We have Red Hat and we have Canonical. And they work. Mm. So I think we are seeing some kind of change in the operating system market, actually. It's slow, it won't go overnight, but we see some form of change. And this might be the way in through the mobile phones. Because, and that's another part of it, how often do you change your laptop or your desktop computer? Every three years, every six years perhaps. If you're a gamer, you can even hold on to your laptop or desktop computer quite long these days. You might have to change your graphic cards, but the other hardware is, is fine. Yeah, yeah. But how often do you change your phone? A lot more often. Exactly. So you can afford to take a chance on some uh, unknown brand or, or something that is not mainstream without having to lose more than two years. Well, you, you have to live with it for a year or something like that. But that, You can't that's play all. a word feud with your friends, perhaps. Exactly, and that's the thing. Yeah. I, I, I really believe that people want to be mainstream. Just look at how, how it looks. Everyone <laughs> got their iPhones, or if they don't have the iPhone, they have the Galaxy S3. So everyone wants to be like the other man. Mm. And uh, to be able to do the same thing. Uh, especially young uh, teens. And um, yeah, yeah, the people in their twenties they really care about being. I, I don't really get it, but they need to. They really w- want to be like everyone else. I I can understand the need for not having too many options, <laughs> to be able to remove options. Because if you go into a phone store today, well, I'm overwhelmed. I'm interested in this area of technology, but. I still can't find my way around a mobile phone store today. I don't know half of the products there. No. So mm. I always want to know what is the best product. And the Galaxy S3 is the best phone available right now. Yeah. But you might not want just the best phone. You might have other preferences. And then perhaps the... What's it called? The the Nexus 4, the Google Nexus 4 is the best option because it has stock Android on it. So so that's the best phone in that category. And then, well, Nokia N9 is the unicorn of mobile phones. It's, it's rare and it's very nice. It looks fantastic. Yeah, it does. And it's an interesting interface. And people go, wow, what is that? When you show them. So that is the best phone in, in its category. But you really need sort of to, to remove all those other choices because you can't handle them all. No. I guess that's why Windows Phone 8 doesn't grow that much. <laughs> Might be. Because it's not, it's not that a bad b- system. No, it's not, exactly. It, it's a good system. If, even if you... 
it it works. It it really does. Uh, but but it's hard because people don't want <laughs> as many choices. Exactly as you said. Yeah. Mm. If you look at mobile phones today and you are an ordinary customer who doesn't really care about what operating system you have on your mobile phone or doesn't care how many megapixels they... Okay, that's one thing they at least care about. They care about how many megapixels the camera has. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If that's 50 megapixels, it's much better than any other phone. Oh, yes. <laughs> but they, they look at the phone and say, okay, yeah, this is the latest iPhone. It must be good. Mm -hmm. So, And all my friends have iPhones, so I, I might as well buy it. Or they look at, hmm, well, we have the Galaxy S3 here. It has a huge display. It is big. It must be good. And my friends have Android. So I go with this one. That's more or less what it's all about. Because, I mean, people interact with each other. Facebook is the biggest thing people interact with currently. Uh, apart from small games like Word Feud and Farmville and whatever. Uh, but Word Feud has died out now, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, perhaps it has. But, well... You, You're not you, hip you, enough! Oh, <laughs> sorry! <laughs> but people interact with each other mostly through their mobile phones because, well, people are getting more and more mobile. Just look at the web traffic today. Uh, and when you interact with the people, you generally do it by apps, not messages. So if you have a phone like mine, Nokia N900, you're completely cut out from all the Android and iPhone users, if that is what all your friends and families have. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the choice most people do. They don't care uh, anything about if uh, it's free or open software on your mobile phone, if they don't see any benefits with buying a phone with free and open source software. Let us return to one of the points that you made, Henrik, just in the beginning of this discussion. Should devices really have the same interface? I mean, that's what Microsoft is driving for. They want to have their Windows 8 interface, what we called Metro before, on every device imaginable. They want it on your laptop, on your PC, on your television, I guess, on your table, <laughs> on your tablets, on your phones... They want to... In your ears. Yeah, exactly. When you wake up in the morning, they want your eyes to look like little tiles. That's their <laughs> goal. And Canonical seems to want the same thing, more, but with Ubuntu then, of course. Their interface is built from the ground up, so they have a slightly different take on it. And, of course, it's not the same interface. They have adapted it to a phone, so it's not the same as when you use... A desktop computer, but many have complained that it's really built for touch touch interfaces. I don't know. I feel that all screens are not touch interfaces. We might come to a future where they are, but today they are not. So I, I feel a bit... It, 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 it doesn't feel right for me to have the same user experience everywhere. Yeah. I can't can't really put put my finger on what feels wrong there, but but I I feel that it should be more unique experiences depending on what device you use. 
I think it depends a lot about uh, on uh, who you ask because um, a regular person, I guess they really want this um, you this the same um, interface on all their products. Just look at I I have some friends and some um, workmates that like Apple and they have their iPhone and that because of that they want a Mac because it works very well mm. with the iPhone and it that that's the thing that of course the companies want they 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 want to have it because then they 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 have all their customers uh, built that's into more their that's system. connectivity that, that yeah. doesn't have to they don't have to have the same interface just yeah, exactly. because they yeah, work right. good together yeah, you're right on a, on a Macintosh you don't have all your apps all over your desktop so uh, graphics wise or style wise branding wise it's the same on all platforms iPad iPhone iMac uh, but the UI looks different depending on what product you have Mm-hmm. And that, I think, is a good thing. I mean, just uh, look at the differences of a keyboard. When you chat, chat or write uh, on a keyboard, with a keyboard on a desktop computer, it, you can do it a lot faster than you can on a tablet or a mobile phone with only touch buttons. So that's a difference. And I mean, completely other subject or, almost, but um, I've just started using Git uh, in my work, and Git is uh, version controlling for files. Um, I hate, hated it from the start because I had to use a console window and write text. So You didn't I, have a graphical user interface for exactly, it. Exactly. I didn't have a GUI. So I found a GUI called Tortuagit and used that one. But later on my boss yelled at me and said, no, you must use the console version. So I started to try it out and a few weeks later I actually enjoy the console version much more. Not having a user interface at all over having a user interface because for this particular task it proved to be much more efficient and easier if I just gave it a bit of time to use raw text and commands instead of a user interface and well okay that's sort of the same thing when you talk about desktop computers, laptop computers and touch interface, tablets, mobile phones you're not doing the same thing on all devices and you are in different environments when you do these things. So, of course, they shouldn't have the same user interface. Mm. That was my first reaction when I saw the Metro Windows 8 desktop 8 whatever's tiles windows. You're not pointing with your finger at your screen when you're uh, doing tasks on your desktop computer. So it's really pointless to have big tiles all over the, all over the, the screen. But how long will that take before we are there? I mean, people always say that, no, you don't want uh, touch screens in front of you when you sit and work. Because if you have to sit like yeah. this and, and yeah. reach for the screen, it is a strange way to interact with your computer. But everyone does it. Everyone who goes from their iPad or their Nexus 7 and sits down at a laptop or a desktop computer... They reach out instinctively yeah, exactly. and touch that screen. Mm. My father have a laptop. It's called Panasonic Toughbook. You can drop it from 5,000 meters and you can take a bath with it and so on. Uh, and that laptop is six, seven years old. And it has a touchscreen. And I love it because you can either use it as a normal laptop or just swing the screen around and hide the, the keyboard and use it as a tablet or just point at the screen instead of using the keyboard in some cases when you 
navigating your web browser and so on. So integrating these parts into one another, I think, yeah, perhaps it could work. Or the next logical step maybe is to uh, think in another way regarding how we use a desktop computer with keyboard and mouse. I haven't talked about it yet, so I won't talk too much about it because that's a subject for a later episode. But I, a few years ago, I ran into a concept called Ten GUI. He thinks about the problematics with uh, the mouse because it's you only have one place at a time to click and point and use something. So his experimentation with uh, exper- experiment with Ten GUI is to use all of your ten fingers as point and click device on your screen. So you have a small monitor in front of you on the desk on your desk that you control. Well. 10 mouse pointers on your screen. So I think that's more or less the next step if you're talking about user interface, how they should work regarding to touch and whatnot. It is a very interesting video on 10gui.com. That's 10guy.com. It is a very interesting video to have a look at. It's very. It shows the future, which we haven't reached yet, and still it was from '09, so it's quite old. But he had some really good ideas, that man, who designed the 10 GUI interface. I might be ignorant, but I don't think we are going to have this merging of interface in a near future, because it works nice as it is, because I can't really see the need to touch everything to be able to 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 use this interface and i hated the the windows 8 system how how it worked i i, I had to go back and i think that windows 8 will fail i i, I seriously seriously think that when uh, that microsoft have to um, go back to the old standard I am, I... And hmm? and re-listen to episode 0018 for exactly. a more exclusive and in-depth uh, reasoning behind Robin's views. Exactly. But, of, of course, I can be wrong, and I probably am, because um, it hmm. it works this way for but the moment. Might, but you, you might be right there, because think about the screwdriver. Yeah. You, you have your ordinary screwdriver that you use from time to time in many situations, and you have a battery-driven screwdriver, and both still exist. Mm-hmm. The battery-driven screwdriver didn't push out the regular screwdriver because in some situations it's much more efficient uh, when you don't want raw power. And may- maybe that's the same thing with touch device. In, the, in some situations you want your fingertip sensitivity, sensitivity, but in some cases you want raw power, you want your keyboard, you want to be able to do things quick and fast, not swipe your things around the screen. Yeah, so you might be onto something there, because especially when you write something on your on your um, mm. iPad or a tablet, you are so far behind someone who sits on a laptop or a desktop. So it's ridiculously slow in comparison. So I don't really think we have to worry about this kind of interface going away that we have on our desktops. I I really hope so. Anyway, <laughs> I would prefer that we jumped straight to the tactile touch interfaces where the screen actually 
bulges out a bit so you can feel the buttons yeah. you press or a holographic interface. I, I mean, we have the Iron Man movies with splendid uh, interface design. Minority Report. It's the classic example, exactly. That we're far ahead. And that would I, I, I would really like that. But it's far in, into the future, I think. So I'm not certain it, it's that far, actually. It may, it may be, depends on what you mean by far, but <laughs> yeah. Mm. Three years. Wow, you really believe that? Yeah, I, th- I think wow. so. I must be. <laughs> I think I think this will explode because I've seen this stuff in experimental phases. Mm-hmm. You don't mean three L- like years? Like three years ago. Yeah, but you, you you don't mean three years for the regular consumer, right? No, of course no, not. No. But still, it was experimental and it worked three years ago. Mm-hmm. It should reach some form of usable state. But I hope so. Who knows? Yeah, I hope so. And as a little way to wrap this up, I would like to return to another point we were making, that one category of people which a unified interface is very good for are the programmers and the program developers. Because if they have if they have one toolkit, if they can use Qt and develop for almost every platform there is, it's mobile, it's desktop or whatever, cloud even. And they, of course, have to take into account what kind of screen they are targeting. But otherwise, they don't have to care. It just works. That is really, really good. That, that, is, that, is, that makes it easier to develop applications. All right. So, Robin, any last words about... Ubuntu phone OS or otherwise I'm looking forward to the phone I hope they do a good job and um, make it smooth and easy to use and uh, if they do that and uh, not too pluttery I will consider buying it whoa strong words but they have putting your money where your mouth yeah, is yeah exactly but they have will have a huge competition from Jolla when it comes to my mm, yeah with my money <laughs> <laughs> you believe that? That's great. I, I love that. I, I sincerely hope so. And if if it seems to work, I will I will buy it and uh, be one of the guinea pigs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Looking forward yeah. to it. And you, Henrik, what do you think? Uh, I'm not as easily convinced as Robin <laughs> <laughs> by just seeing a user interface uh, because uh, I'm. I get really tired of seeing user interfaces because they look very similar, at least in my eyes. So, uh, well, I won't. I don't think I will buy a Ubuntu phone if it's released straight on. But, but yeah, inter- interesting concept. I, I am more or equally interested in the hardware as well, how the actual phone is designed and use the technology that the software have. So, well, if they team up with a good hardware manufacturer and actually make a good phone, not just a good operating system. Well, yeah, then I will buy one. Okay, guys, it was an interesting conversation. It was good to have you both here. I really liked and and found your comments 
informative and fascinating. So if we go and do the rounds, Henrik, how does people get in touch with you? People get in touch with me through Twitter, where they reach me at Warpfuzz, W-A-R-P-F-U-Z. And Robin, how does people get in touch with you? Where do they find you on the web? On Google+, that's the only way to do it, uh, except for sending me an email, but uh, Google+, is the way to, to find me. Splendid, and we'll leave a, sh- a link in the show notes as per usual. And if you want to follow me, you can do it on Identico or Twitter, at Altinomity, A-L-L-T-I-N-O-M-I-T. And you can find All in IT Radio on Google+, at AIIT.se slash radio slash plus. That's the plus sign, not the word. You can also, should also, follow us and, of course, put the RSS feed into your phone so that you... Always get the new episodes of All in IT Radio. Do you know, guys, what time it is now? No. (laughs) The 2nd of January. (laughs) No, it isn't. Definitely not. What happens at the end of every episode? Music time! Yay! Music time! Yeah, great. So we will once more listen to the fantastic uh, music that was chosen this week. And this music this week was called Shibi Ninja, and it was by Eric Skiff. And it was really good. I enjoyed it. And where do you find it? You find it on freemusicarchive.org. Link in the show notes. Under what license? Creative Commons BY Attribution 3.0. Splendid. You'll hear more from us in the future. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye-bye.
with a bun you bantu you bantu how do you say it well in the first episodes can it uh, sp- uh, pronounce it ubuntu so uh, <laughs> i'm not really sure anymore <laughs> I did that with uh, with an intention. I, uh, this what is intention? sweet. You we were Norwegians. It's no. very <laughs> Today we will talk about Ubuntu, dear ladies and gentlemen. It is an operative but, system from South Africa. And um, it's not an operative system. It's an operating system, Henrik. Oh. So that you know yeah. how to pronounce, but not uh, Ubuntu. Ubuntu and right, Ubuntu. So <laughs> we are Swedes and we talk tech. All right, you have to hear that we are Swedes, if you didn't already. So we are Swedes well, so we talk English, not. <laughs> <laughs> we are Swedes and we talk English badly. Mm. Yeah, well, but but still, hmm. I want to pronounce it like a Swede would pronounce it. Ubuntu. Yeah, sure. Why not? But then somehow I get mixed up with how Englishmen pronounce it, and then it just goes haywire. You don't want to haywire. pronounce it like they pronounce it in Gothenburg, then? Abanta. <laughs> so you say, when, when you say it in Swedish and thinking about the English version, you you get all Norwegian on us. Hmm. That makes I sense. <laughs> it sure does. In another universe. <laughs> Shouldn't we really pronounce it like they do in Africa, since it's an African word? Yeah, yeah, I think so. But shouldn't we instead talk about the subject for today? Do we have to? Uh, well, you instructed me to read the backstory, and I didn't, so yes. Oh. <laughs> All right, so what is the story of the day? Well, I don't know. I haven't read it. <laughs> right. Well, it's the Ubuntu phone. Ubuntu phone, yes. So it was announced by Mark Shuttleworth, who is the CEO of Canonical. What are you doing? Pardon? <laughs> Suddenly I'm very happy that this is not a vidcast. <laughs> I'm so glad. <laughs> hula hula. I'm so glad Kenneth has his shirt on. <laughs> it starts very good today. <laughs> As every time. <sighs> Hello, dear listeners. Welcome to All Night Radio. <laughs> the non-vidcast where we don't show you our bellies. <laughs> Sorry, Kenneth, this episode will be very hard for you to to fix. I could say right now that I have a lot of spikes on my recording. Well, where will I find the date? Put yourself together, man. You bumped the phone, remember? Yeah, It's very hard. Remember the mission? But I was doing fine! <laughs> Until you showed us your belly. 
I had to just move the laptop because I couldn't see the screen behind. Oh. Okay, focus. You start to laugh. Okay. <laughs> it isn't that funny. Oh, man. Okay, focus now, guys. <laughs> I am focused. Oh. oh, right. And you promised you wouldn't laugh. And did we? We were going yeah, to talk about did. boring subjects, remember? Uh. <clears throat> Because the Robin spikes otherwise. All right. Oh shall, man. Shall we begin? <laughs> shall we end, perhaps? <laughs> Maybe that's a better. <laughs> that's what all we had today. Thank you very much for tuning in to All in IT Radio. Listen to us all the time. All right. <clears throat> and I was in the groove. I was doing so good. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, well, hmm. yeah. Should you? Or All right. <laughs> <clears throat> Should I begin? <laughs> I thought Henrik just did. But I'm finished. <laughs> continue. Continue. <laughs> but Henrik, honestly, is that all you have to say? Yeah. <coughs> <coughs> Uh, well, and that's a wrap. Aww. Hello and welcome to Olyda Radio. Radio. We are here in India, Mumbai. All right, I'm keeping that. <laughs> we are Indians. <laughs> we talk tech. Yes, we do. Swedish Indians. <laughs> Swedish Indians. Swedish native Indians who speak English very poorly. Swedish in right. <laughs> Never the mind. Sami people, you know. <laughs> yeah, sure. That, that's my thought exactly. Oh well. Anyway, we'll hear you'll. <laughs> we this week are from left to right. Who's on your right, may I ask? Exactly. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> because now you're pointed at Robin on my screen. And you're pointing... <laughs> you, you pointed at me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> my name is Robin. <laughs> Hi. My name is Batman. <laughs> and we are here with Kenneth today. <laughs> Our third in Arkham City, and we'll talk about <laughs> IT. Amateurs. <laughs> you can be immature. Right. Hello, Robin. Hi, Great hi. to have you here again. It it feels splendid to have professional persons like you around. Oh, thank and you. And on my other side, we have. <laughs> can you mention something else we will talk about? Uh, yeah, and I believe we will bring up the. To- Uh, uh, Yeah, cut. Ooh.